Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Slightly Askew with Nancy at Noon. I'm your host, Nancy Murdoch, and you are listening to episode number 12. Today's topic is about the importance of keeping your life in balance. My guest, Allison Kiro, is going to give us some tips on maintaining your organizational system. Allison is a professional clutter clearer and organizational expert. Last time she was on the show, she gave us some great suggestions for clearing the clutter in our homes and starting the process of getting our house and our belongings organized. Today, she's going to take us to the next level and help us get our lives in order. Welcome to Slightly Askew with Nancy at Noon, the show that takes an honest look into the heart of all things that shape the fabric of your entire life. And now, here's Nancy. Hello again. How you doing out there today? I am doing just fine. Really good, in fact. Let me ask you this. How do you know if your life is in balance or out of balance? Well, your energy level is a good indicator. You can easily tell if you run out of energy early in the day or how tired you are by the end of the night. Those are both signs that something is out of balance. Another good indicator is how good your quality of sleep is or how much you toss and turn in bed, or, you know, how often you wake up in the middle of the night. All of these are great indicators that something is not working. To bring your life back into balance, you need to know where it's out of balance. One way to do that is to uh, set up a personal balance meter for yourself. List the different areas of your life, like uh, work, family, playtime, rest, and whatever categories resonate with your particular lifestyle. Then figure out how much time you spend in each category and then determine which area of your life is demanding more of your emotional, mental, and physical energy and which areas are not getting enough attention. For example, if you spend most of your time cooking, cleaning, and chauffeuring kids to to all their activities, it doesn't leave you much time for rest or play. When one area is out of balance, it sends your entire life out of balance. One reason it's important to have your life in balance is because being out of balance means you are out of alignment with what you specifically need. You can't measure this according to anyone else's standards because what is balanced for you could be entirely different for someone else. When you're out of balance or out of alignment, it causes stress in the body. Cortisol, the stress hormone, rushes through your system creating turmoil and destruction. When you are in balance, you are happier, life flows more smoothly, and you're better able to handle difficult people and situations more easily. You also make better choices. I admit there are days when I work too hard and too long. I keep going without stopping to eat. I can go all day without eating sometimes. I always feed my cats, but I neglect myself for various reasons. Usually it's because I just want to get something done in private and quiet before my renters come home. So I keep going and going and going. I never know when they're going to come home. If a job gets canceled or working conditions aren't quite right, they get the day off or part of the day off. So I intentionally don't take time to stop and eat because every moment alone for me is precious. When I do stop, I grab junk food because I've been running on empty and I need a huge boost of energy. And because by that time I'm too tired and exhausted to cook something decent. Finding balance is an ongoing thing. It's not like once you find it, it's there for good. Our lives are like a pendulum swinging back and forth, always seeking the balance in the middle. That's why it's important to pay attention to how you feel on a continual basis. Your emotions are your guidance system, so pay attention. 
All radio. Now that you're all warmed up, it's time to rock and roll with my special guest, Allison Kiro. Allison is our professional clutter cleaning and organizational expert, and it just so happens that she is right here in the digital studio with me today. So let's bring her on with a big welcome. Welcome to the show, Allison. Thank you so much, Nancy, for asking me back. I'm excited to share some more tips with you and your listeners. You know, I wanted to know something before we got started. How did you um, become a professional organizer? Have you always been organized, or were you a, were you a messy hoarder at some point in your life? Oh, yeah, no. If you had seen my um, room up until about the age of 22, you would be laughing right now because I had... I had stuff everywhere. In fact, in college, even when I had a walk-in closet, I just had clothes strewn everywhere with, like, just sort of a trail that led from, like, my bed to the bathroom. (laughs) You know, stuff was just absolutely everywhere. But when I got into being an adult and then um, started living on my own, that's when I just all of a sudden wanted to be a lot neater and, and feel like I was being more of an adult and wanting to live in a, in a cleaner environment. Um, and then as I got older and started working in the workforce, a lot of times I was helping other people just sort of get organized because I was working as an assistant or something like that. And then well, uh, back in 2004, I started my first business, and I was sort of doing what I had been doing at work, which was helping out other people, making their lives easier, and a professional organizer approached me and said, you know, I think that you would actually be good about good with doing this. Would you consider doing it as part of your business? And really started getting into it, realized I just sort of had a knack for for understanding what other people are feeling, what kind of blocks that they were having, and finding a system that really worked for them. And then the other thing that I realized along the way was that I didn't like doing the original stuff I was doing. I really just liked helping people learn a new system that allowed them to free up their time, their space, and their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a very necessary uh, skill to have and a necessary profession that we need. I know when I started uh I'm a, I'm a neat person, not necessarily organized, but I'm a very neat and clean person. And I think that started back in, oh, uh, yeah, maybe back in college when I was, uh, I, I used to clean houses for, for, well, one was a really messy person and the and it always felt very satisfying to clean her house because you could see that you were getting something done. Mm-hmm. And the other one was just very clean and I don't know why she even had me doing her house. You know, I just kind of dust stuff that wasn't even dusty but at that after then I just kind of kept things in my own life clean yeah well the other thing is the more I started doing it the the more I realized wait life is so much easier when you create systems for yourself because I didn't want to spend 10 minutes every day looking for the same set of keys that to me is a huge waste of time so the more that I created um, systems for stuff that really is not important to me the more I have time to focus on the stuff that I really do want to be doing, even if it's me going to the beach and just hanging out, I don't want to be looking for my keys. I want to be at the beach. And I can do that because I've created a system that works for me. So I did it also because life is so much easier and better when I put the implementing systems into my life. Right. And we're going to talk about how to maintain these the systems, how to maintain our organizational systems um, so that it, it also transfers into different areas of, of our lives. And 
I, I have a question from something that you, you you mentioned to me before, and it, you said start with your clothes by only keeping what you like, need, and want. Then you see, then you use the same techniques to navigate the rest of your life. So, how does organizing my clothes help me balance the rest of my life? Okay, well, the reason I always suggest your clothing first is because there's not usually as much as an emotional uh, trigger there that you might have by going through photographs or your sentimental items or things like that. But the other reason is because you're going to notice a difference right away. These are the things that you put on and you use all the time. And this is the thing that, you're, you know, you put on your clothing and you look at yourself in the mirror. So you're going to be seeing yourself wearing it. And so when I did this for myself and I only kept what I liked, what I needed, and what I'm actually using for this moment in my life, not what I was doing in the past, not what I was looking forward in the future, but for who I am now, I realized immediately that, A, by handling tangible items in my hands and being able to view them, it gave me a few seconds to really be uh, allow myself to get in touch with, do I really like this or not? And I used my, my body to allow me to tell me the answer. And for so if I hold a sweater in my hands and I feel in my body that I feel lighter and kind of get excited about, you know, how I'll look in it when I wear it, then I know I want to keep it in my life. But if I hold it in my hands and I'm just sort of like, bleh, or ew, then I know I don't want it. And I can use those same feelings to figure out how I feel about pretty much anything in my life because the more I did it with my clothes, the more I got used to having that, oh, I feel lighter or I feel heavier feeling in my body. And then I was able to then um, take that skill and use it for the things that weren't tangible. But the other thing I noticed was that once I only had a closet full of stuff I really liked and that looked good on me now, when I open up my closet, I get a visual happiness because it's just stuff I really like to see. And then I get to go, ooh, what what do I want to wear today? Instead of going, oh, God, I hate everything I have. <laughs> And then the other thing is I'm wearing it on my body. So when I look in the mirror, I feel better about myself. So I had instant results of looking and feeling better, um, not just in my closet but on my body. And then I, I transferred those same feelings and those same skills to pretty much anything that comes up in my life. And so I started with the clothing, and then I went on to, I think, my books, and then I went on to the rest of the stuff in the house, and then my financial papers, and then finally my photos. And so by the time I got to the photos, the whole process was so much easier. I was like, nope, 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 nope. And it wasn't that, uh, you know, I really had, had kind of eliminated that. Most people, when they start doing the process, they immediately go, oh, I don't like that. But then their ego takes over and they go, yeah, but I just bought it and I spent a lot of money or my mom gave it to me or, you know, those kind of things that get into your head that talk yourself out of your original feeling, which was the true feeling, that you just don't like it anymore and you don't need to have a judgment on it. It's just not you anymore. No judgment needs to happen. And so it just it makes it easier when you get used to knowing what your truth is, sticking with that truth, and then just getting rid of the junk that doesn't serve you anymore, whether it's a shirt, 
or um, you know maybe a project that you've been trying to do, thinking I should do this, and then all of a sudden one day you go, you know what, I don't want to. This isn't me, and I'm letting it go. And then you have freedom to all of a sudden allow something you do enjoy doing into your life. That makes a lot of sense, and you know, I, I never thought of of um, holding something in your hand or holding it up and and noticing your how you're feeling about it. And yet, that's all that I teach and preach is you know your emotional guidance system. Listen to it. What is it telling you? You know, and I, I think I might try that for my for my own clothes because I <laughs> I was laughing because I open my closet and I go, oh, you know, if I'm going to go somewhere. Not somewhere fancy because I have I have two kinds of clothes, my work clothes and then my very nice dress clothes. I am totally lacking the stuff in between where I can go out shopping or to lunch with a friend. I because I I all day long, well in the winter, I'm shoveling snow and getting sweaty or I'm putting wood in the fire and and getting ash dust on me. So I ha- I I kind of dress down. I wear all my work clothes because they're going to get filthy dirty. So every time I open my closet, it's like, you know, to go out to lunch, it's like, I've got nothing to wear, nothing to wear. I hate my clothes. I say that all the time. And yet I think probably the best thing for me would be to empty that closet out and then just do the emotional feeling, do I like it, and put it back, rather than taking from the closet the things that I don't want anymore. What do you think about that? Is that a good way to go? Oh, I I tell all of my clients to take if you're going to do your clothing, you do all your clothing at once if you if you've got the time and you've you know, you've got the energy. And so you take every bit of clothing from, you know, your shoes and socks, the hats on your head, out of your closet, out of your storage, out of your drawers, and then you categorize them. You put life things together, put your sweaters together, your pants together, your shirts together, so on and so forth. And then you can subcategorize within those if you have a lot of, like, sweater vests versus, you know, full-length sweaters kind of thing. And then one by one within that category, you pick it up and you look at it. And, you know, this is the time to be aware and to take responsibility for how you feel about something. And you go, okay, well, this sweater, does it have holes in it? Can I mend it? Is it too pilly? Does the color look good on me? Does it still fit me in a way that makes me feel happy? I don't care if it's, you know, your sludgy going out sweater. I want you to be able to feel good in it, you know? Even if it's something that you just wear around the house, I think it's so important for you to have stuff that you like, even if it's stuff that you get dirty or sweaty in. For you to feel good in absolutely everything that you own is life-transforming. And I did it at a time when I was sick and I had just lost about 25 pounds and literally nothing fit. But I owed it to myself to go into my closet that was half empty already and do it again with a do I like it, do I need it, do I use it, and I really just allowed myself the time to go, you know what, I don't care if I'm going to end up with almost no clothing, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do it the right way, and I let go of the things that I really didn't like, need, or use anymore, and what I was left with were the things that I did like, and even only having a few choices, they were choices I really liked. And then what I also found was when I do go out shopping, and I'm not a big shopper at all, but now I really have a better indication of what I like, what colors look good on me, what fits look good on me. And so I then go and I make better choices. I'm not just spending the money to go and buy something. I go, you know, I really ask myself that question. Do I like it? Do I need it? Do I use it when I'm shopping? Because I don't want to 
keep buying things that I don't love or use anymore in my life. It's not worth it to me to have that guilt of, oh, I bought it and I spent the money, but I'm not going to wear it. That, to me, is a waste of my time and my money. And so I make that small love, self-love-based decision to buy smarter now. And so I may not have a huge wardrobe. In fact, you could probably fit most of what I own in three drawers, but I like what I own. And when I wear it, I'm happier. And it, it helped me to then want to make better love-based decisions for everything in my life because I noticed that I was showing up in a better way and that there was a space around it of, of feeling supported and feeling good about myself even if it were just, you know, maybe three or four sweaters to choose from. So how do you translate this into um, into other aspects of your life, non-tangible aspects of your life? Okay, so, you know, one of the things you can do is keep it simple. Keep it simple with every process that you do. The more you overcomplicate things, the harder it gets for you. And it, especially for the, the mundane stuff that you sort of have to get through, make it easy as possible. So car keys. I don't want to pay attention to my car keys any more than grabbing them and you know using them to start the car. So I have a place where I keep my keys. And I put them there as soon as I walk in the door and I leave them there because that way, I never, ever, ever have to go through the effort or the time or waste my energy on looking for those keys. So I've kept it simple. That's more like a uh, tangible item, like car keys and things like that. All right. So say, you know, I, I mean, I think even just the process of, of time management, if you are trying to focus on a task and you're noticing that you're getting yourself interrupted, it's time for you to be aware of what's going on, um, why are these interruptions happening, and what can I do to um, increase my focus and eliminate those interruptions? So it's a lot of times it's about being aware of what's going on in your life and um, you know how you're feeling about it, whether or not it's energy that is making you feel lighter and more energetic, or it's heavier energy that seems to be sucking the life out of you. It's always about that, isn't it? it yeah. It's always about being more aware and noticing how you're feeling in your body. Yeah. And it just keeps coming down to to that noticing. You know, yeah. in the moment, notice, oh, I'm I'm, you know, I'm I'm totally stressed or I'm, you know, I'm feeling anxious. Okay, whoa, notice yeah. that and then make make some choices. Well, make and some different choices. And you can keep it simple there by just repeatedly throughout the day checking in with yourself and going, how am I feeling? How am I reacting to this? What is going on? The more aware you are of what is showing up in your life, whether it's tangible or intangible, and how you feel about it, the easier it is for you to make a decision on whether or not you want to keep it in your life. And then you're all of a sudden, you can, you're can you in control of, of what's going on in your, in your life because you're actually making decisions that are for your best and highest good. For your best and highest good. Very well said, Allison. On that note, we are going to take a wee break and be right back. If you have questions about love, life, relationships, happiness, health, and well-being, please email them to me at nancy at nancy at noon.com and maybe yours will be the ones chosen to be answered on air. If you need answers now, I provide a personal and private email consultation service. For details, please visit the Ask Nancy page on my website, nancyatnoon.com. 
blog posts, recipes, self-help books, and more. Visit us online at nancyatnoon.com. You'll be glad you did. We are back. Thank you for joining us today. In case you just tuned in, I have Allison Kira with me in the studio today. Allison is a professional organizer, and today we're talking about putting some systems in place to maintain the excellent organizational job that you've got going on already. If you haven't got it going on, Allison and I did an episode called Clearing Clutter, Where Do I Begin? And you can find that audio in the archive page on my website, nancyatnoon.com. It has some great information, so you might want to check that out. Alrighty, righty let's get back to it. Uh, last time you were on, we talked about beginning organizing, clearing your clutter, getting organized. And so um, now we're talking about maintaining organization, maintaining what we've already achieved or accomplished. Yeah. And so awareness is definitely a key and noticing your body and, and how you're feeling. What, do you have any other um, uh, tips for this, for, for maintaining what we've already got going on? Well, I mean, one of the things you can do is just keep purging as you go. Um, you know, it's not like you have to do it once a year with the physical stuff of, okay, well, it's that time for me to go through. And you definitely could. I mean, once a year I go through my finances after I've, uh, or my financial papers after I've dealt with my taxes. Then I'm like, yay, eight years ago, see you later. <laughs> and that's a wonderful thing. But if I'm in my drawer looking at my clothes and I go, I don't like that anymore. I just pull it out immediately and put it in the donation pile. And then I, you know, once I get two or three items there, I take it immediately and get it out of my house because I don't really feel like I need to make it such a huge job once a year. And the more that you can purge, whether it's a physical item as a sweater you don't want or all of a sudden you're noticing maybe an acquaintance that you were growing closer to and you're thinking, you know, hey, when I hang out with this person, they're always talking about negative stuff. I feel like I'm constantly having to be their therapist. This really just isn't going well. I don't feel like I'm getting anything out of it. Or even if it's a business thing where, you know, recently I was going to do something with one company and they were so disorganized about it, I was getting exhausted because I didn't know which way was up and which way was down because of poor communication and bad organization. And I thought... I'm not enjoying myself, and this is taking from my energy, and so I walked away from it because I owe that to myself, and I also know that the end result of me staying with it, there's never anything good that comes out of it, never, and so I now choose to go toward the light, to go towards the things that keep me light and keep me motivated and are going to really fulfill me because the more energy I have to devote towards um focusing on my priorities, the better my life gets. Again, keep it simple. I think a little bit of discipline is necessary, a little bit of self-discipline and a different mindset, and basically discipline to change your mindset on, hey, purge as you go, you know? Hey, find the place for this now, you know, or hey, set up a schedule. You even have a system for organizing your emails. Yeah, I do. And uh, yeah, my my system is basically I, I you know, I go through it periodically throughout the day. Um but especially first thing in the morning what I do is I'll automatically go through and anything that I know is complete junk, I'll just go through those and get them out of the way. And so then I can then focus on which ones are going to take me time and do I need to focus on or which ones are go- going to be the ones that I can just read quickly and then get out of the way. And I keep the ones that I need to focus on 
at, for a specific time so that I can just go through those emails, do the work I need to do, and then get those out of the way. And then as I'm finished with it, I'll either delete it or I'll put it in a specific folder. So it's basically I'm treating my email as if they were tangible papers. And I have the same system that I use for tangible papers as I do for my inbox so that I can easily find something. I can see now that your system is basically the same. You just keep using the same system for all aspects of your tangible and your non-tangible life. It makes it so simple. Yeah. What would you say is the the biggest takeaway, the biggest reward that somebody would get from um, bringing their life into balance or, you know, maintaining? maintaining? I really feel that um, their energy would really – improve. That's one thing that I've noticed is that you feel much more energetic and in a happier way. It just it opens up a space and energy and a happier, more content feeling than you would ever get with having pretty much, um, you know, the walls are closing in when you have clutter, but life opens up when you don't. A very good point. And it's not just the clutter in your closet, is it? It's the clutter of friends that are draining your energy or tasks that you are doing that you don't want to do or just the heaviness of it all, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think there's, uh, we've gone to a point in our society where for some reason we think it's a badge of honor if you work crazy hours and you have 15 million things going on. And I don't understand why we are honoring that because it is exhausting everybody. Everybody's on drugs, drinking, or doing other unhealthy habits. We're not healthy right now. And so the more that we purge what we don't like, need, or use in any aspect, the happier we're going to be. And it also puts us back in the driver's seat of our own lives. We control what we have in our lives. We decide what we want and what we don't want, and we decide who we are. And I really, truly feel that at the bottom of all the clutter, whether it's spiritual, emotional, or physical, is the you that you've always been wanting to meet. I agree. Just quickly, a couple of tips to um, help people maintain the organization that they have in, in their life right now. Okay. So as I said before, keep it simple. Keep your like things together. If you have similar items where you're going, where's that pen? Well, then you can go, oh, I keep them with my pencils. So the more that you keep similar items together, the easier it's going to be and you don't have to think about it. Um, have a spot, a designated spot for every every tangible item that you do own because that's where clutter starts. Is if you don't know where something belongs, then you're just going to put it anywhere. And all of a sudden that anywhere spot becomes the I don't know where this goes and then it builds. So if you have a designated spot, put it back where it belongs. You'll always know where to get it and it makes life a lot easier. Schedule in time to organize. Even if it's 15 minutes a week, you know, to go through your mail, it just makes life easier. Um, you know, for the to, the best places in your home to keep tidy, when you wipe down your sinks immediately after using, it actually keeps the whole place a lot uh, cleaner looking for a lot longer. So, like, a little bit goes a long way of just doing, you know, maybe picking up one item or wiping down one item can actually make a big difference in your home. And then purge as you go. Say you have a messy car. Oh, I don't have time. Well, grab one item of trash out of your car as you get out of it every day, and hopefully by the end of the month, you should have a clean car. <laughs> it really is simple, isn't it? I mean, you just break it down into the simplest terms. Yeah. I mean, we should all be able to do 
what you say. And over time, I mean, you might not notice it right away, but over time, it's going to make a big difference in our lives. Exactly. And, you know, for some people who are not really big on change, and that's the thing that scares them, and I've seen people, you know, go for a big organizing job, and literally within a week, they'll revert back to where they were because they weren't ready for the change. So if you're not ready, doing one thing at a time, like taking one piece of trash out of your car at a time, helps you um, get used to the changes as they go and will help keep you from self-sabotaging. So do a little bit at a time, but remember, you're doing this because you love yourself. Yes, excellent, excellent uh, tips for everybody today. And I just wanted to let everybody know that Allison does uh, personal coaching to help you get your organizational and your clutter-clearing needs in order. And, you know, you don't even have to live in New York. You live in New York, right? Yes. You don't even have to live in New York because she also works via phone and Skype. So, Allison, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, how would they reach you? My website is ackorganizing.com. That's the best way to get in touch with me. And I've got uh, my blog is up there and a bunch of other stuff. So, please take a look. All righty. Thank you so much for taking the time to share your knowledge and your inspiration and your ideas with us today. And thank you to everyone listening. If there are any areas in your life you want help with or topics you want me to speak about, let me know and I'll do my best to make it happen. Until next time, keep it moving forward. Thanks for joining us again on Slightly Askew with Nancy at noon. We've enjoyed your company and hope it's been fun for you too. If you like what you're hearing, please share us with your friends and family because... Well, they might like us, too. You can find us online at nancyatnoon.com. We've got fascinating blog posts, recipes, self-help books, weight loss CDs, coaching programs, art, jewelry, and all kinds of other cool stuff. Go ahead and check us out. nancyatnoon.com. You'll be glad you did.